welcome to this week's sermon from Amblecote Community Church. Morning, everybody. Now, before I start, I just want to say a massive thank you to the fellowship here. Uh, As most of you know, in November, late November last year, I had a heart attack, ended up uh, having a triple heart bypass. uh, And the prayers that I received and the messages of uh, good wishes and that were really moving. Uh, When you stir eternity in the face and you prepare yourself almost to meet your maker, you can have all the faith in the world, you can have faith that can move mountains. In my case, I had the faith that could possibly move a molehill, nothing to do with a mountain, but it scares the eebie-jeebies out of you. Uh, Thankfully, God brought me through, and I stand here today. And thanks to Anne, I start Action Heart tomorrow. I've got to dash off after this service to get a pair of trainers from Merry Hill. <clears throat> but you don't get a figure like this by having a pair of trainers in the house, do you? Uh, so a big, massive thank you to the whole family here. But back to today. Uh, Could you lock the doors, please? Because I'm afraid people might actually leave when it gets to about <laughs> half past 12 when I haven't finished. I've asked to preach on part of the church series from Mark, and it's taken from Mark chapter 4. I'm going to read from the NIV Bible, which stands for the nearly infallible version, as opposed to the RSV, which is the really sound version. Other versions are available. I grew up with the NIV, I love the NIV, uh, and I do all my preaching from that translation. But Mark, and chapter 4 and verse 1, Begins like this. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake. While all the people were along the shore at the water's edge, he taught them many things by parables and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil It came up, grew, produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. That passage is so familiar to all of us. But I want to focus on one part which so often gets overlooked in church teaching as a whole. Look at it this way. On the screen there'll be an image of one of God's greatest creations, the human ear. We know how it works, but we marvel at how it actually works. 
sound which is all around us goes in through our outer ear, down the auditory canal, vibrates on a membrane, begins to communicate to little feathery things inside our head which transmits that sound waves to our brain and our brain interprets what we're hearing and actually we hear sound. That's absolutely amazing. That did not happen by evolution. That could only be someone who created it. And I marvel at the ear. So, if I clap my hands, hands up if you didn't hear that. Of course, no one's going to put their hands up because if you didn't hear it, you wouldn't have. Right. We all hear it. If I speak words, we all hear the same words. There's something more amazing about the human brain. It can actually hear things that our ears are not picking up. But it does with me anyway. Maybe I have something wrong with me. We're going to put a little text on the text for this morning on the screen. Whoever has ears to hear... Let them hear. I want you to read that in your heads. Not out loud, in your heads. Okay, do it again. Did you hear the sound? Not, Not a physical sound, but your brain, for your eyes, were taken into words, and you could hear it inside yourself. Well, I can, but I might be weird. Take a look at this. Anybody know what that is? A transistor radio. One of the old radios. No microchips in that. In fact, the only microchips around when that was made is what you put in the microwave oven for your tea. Now, I've got a more modern version here because I couldn't find an old version. So I've got a dab radio. There you go. Can you hear that? No? Why? Not switched on? Turn it on. I wonder what radio station we're going to get. Tuning in. Greatest hits. Black Country. And Shropshire. Can't hear anything. Can you hear it? This is where visual effects go wrong. It's trying to tune in, but for some reason it can't actually tune in. You should be hearing Black Country Radio. Let's try a different channel. All right. Especially for you. Oh, especially for you. Oh, no, shut up. <laughs> to be able to hear it, we have to turn it on. To be able to hear it after we turned it on, we have to tune in to a certain radio station. Of course, the radio station in Norton, East Towerbridge, uh, the Greatest Hits Radio, which I tuned it into this morning, obviously you can't get it here at ACC. But there we are. We heard the sound, but we had to turn it on. We had to tune it in. Can you see where this is going? Take my mobile phone. That's a northern expression. Doesn't mean come up here and take my mobile phone. Here is a mobile phone. All around this church at this moment in time, there are phone signals flashing here, there and everywhere. Some of you will be picking up. Some of you are playing Candy Crush right now. I can see you looking down. Someone's trying to ring me. 
Oh, I don't want to talk to that person. I'll let them know later. I pretend I never heard it. And that's another clue to where this sermon is going. At this moment in time, there are messages, there are texts, there are WhatsApps, there are X-Files, there is Candy Crush, there's voicemails, there's all sorts of things going along around in the church and they're all coming in, but we have to be tuned into it. We have to be receiving. If a phone's turned off, it cannot receive those messages. It's got to be turned on. The volume has to be turned up for, for me to be able to hear it. Now, to get to our message today, and as they say in Lancashire, I want you to pin back your luggles <laughs> and listen very carefully, because I shall say this only once. Or I might say it several times, just in case you don't get it the first time, which is always a problem. You know what it's like with ministers? It's a three-point sermon. You tell them what you're going to tell them, then you tell them, and then you tell them what you've just told them. <laughs> Gets the message home. So if I repeat myself several times, it's only because we've got to hear what God is saying to us today because it is of vital importance to all of us. Jesus says in our reading, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Now you might be sat there thinking, well, that is a nonsense statement. We all have ears, we are all hearing but are we hearing the same things when we hear? We hear the same words. All of us are hearing those words. But not all of us are truly hearing in the way Jesus is really getting at here. Everybody around Jesus at the time could hear his words. They could interpret his words. But it was only certain people who could truly hear what he was saying. <coughs> Husbands will understand this. <laughs> Pete comes to mind here. I don't know whether it's true. But have you ever, ever heard these words? Are you listening to me? <laughs> and the reply, of course, dear. And then they ask, but what did I just say? We hear, and at the same time, some of us don't hear properly. It's the same with our spiritual lives. We hear what the Lord is saying, but for some reason we are not tuned in and we don't really hear. So it doesn't really affect us in any way, shape or form. To really hear what the Lord is saying, we have to tune in something else, not just our ears and not just our brains. We might call it our hearts. We might think of it as our inner beings. Some in the ancient world thought it the bowels as the receptors. It doesn't really matter whether it's your intestinal region, your heart, your brain, or even your little toe. If we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we have given our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ and we belong to him, we all have spiritual receptors within us, which is different to our hearing. And you know, sometimes we can turn off those spiritual receptors 
or allow things to get in the way so that we hear with our ears we hear with our brains we understand what's being said on a certain level but our spiritual receptors are malfunctioning so we don't actually hear with our inner selves to what Jesus is actually getting at he shares this wonderful story about the person going out and planting his fields with seeds. Some of it lands on good ground. We know the story so well. Some on poor ground. Some on horrible ground. And the message is clear to all of us. And if the message is not clear later on in the chapter, Jesus explains it in great detail to his disciples exactly what he was getting at. Because their spiritual receptors were already malfunctioning. And they often did throughout their time with Jesus. And just like many other passages, Jesus challenges the people with the words, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And what he's saying is to those of us, shall we say, who are in tune with God, those of us who are truly open to the word of God, those of us who are listening with our spiritual receptors tuned in to hear the message God has for us, and most importantly, in truly hearing that message, allowing that message to change us, what he's saying is, pin back your luggles. This is for you. You know, when you pick up your Bible and you read it, just as Tim, I was listening, encourages us all to do in the series on spiritual disciplines, and we read it with our spiritual receptors tuned in. Or we hear the word of God preached. Or even sung, because the songwriters who write all these wonderful worship songs that we sing, they take their inspiration straight out of the word of God. So when we sing these songs, we can hear God speaking to us. We find that there are many messages from our God to us, his children, but we need to be open to them, to be able to respond to them when we truly hear them in here. A minister once shared that a lady in his church told him she had been waiting patiently for many, many years for a message from God. He had the same tact as I had. And he suggested she might want to open her Bible and read it. I have the same tact. A lady in my church once said, I can't hear you speaking. So I suggested she sat near the front. <laughs> no, sorry, wrong thing. You know, so often, as Christians, and as Christians on the evangelical charismatic wing of the church, so often we expect messages from God to come from out there. And at times they might. My own testimony uh, bears witness to that. But nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, they come from within our spiritual receptors as we open our inner beings to the voice of God speaking to us in his chosen way through his word. <coughs> Excuse me. 
there are many messages within scripture and at times there are messages within messages some are for the church universal some are for the church local like ACC and many of them are for us as individuals as disciples repent and believe excuse me My heart tablets <coughs> make me very dry. I wasn't going to ask for a chair up here just in case. It's the first time I've preached since my heart attack, so you never know what might happen. Any doctors in the house? <laughs> Repent and believe. We've heard that. We responded to that. Well, most of us have responded to that. We are now followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're now children of God. Last Sunday, we had a baptism. I'm always amazing. As a Baptist minister, whenever there's a baptism, it warms my heart. But the people who testified to their obedience to following what Jesus was saying through his word, and one of the things Jesus said, believe and be baptized. And in obedience to that, they came forward for baptism. And if you haven't, the question is why? That's the Baptist minister in me speaking. <coughs> Please forgive me for that. What about... <coughs> Please excuse me. What about those other messages? Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Visit the prisoner. Give water to those who are thirsty. Set the captives free. Do good to others. Do justice. Speak truth, etc., etc., etc. We could go. We all hear those messages, but sometimes we filter them out and choose not to hear what we want to hear. And sadly, that's because often we turn our receptors off or they are not working as they should be. Because things in our lives come in and they begin to crowd out God. It might be the children, it might be work, it might be health, it might be all manner of things. They come crowding in, they begin to tangle, they begin to ensnare, they begin to drag us down and we fail to hear what God is saying. It happens to all of us. I will be honest. I will put my hand up, <coughs> hand on my heart. Still there somewhere. Well, they might, you never know when the rubbish you go around in there, they can move it anywhere. They might be around here now. I don't know. But my hand on my heart, in, and I'm sure Tim and Tim would say the same thing. They might not do, but they're not here, so they can't tell me. <laughs> there are times in my ministry when I went through the motions. Times in my spiritual life when I lost contact with God there were times and I have to be honest when I went on to Sermon Central and downloaded a sermon that somebody else had written because I couldn't get any inspiration we all go through those times when our spiritual receptors are not functioning and although we hear the word Although we read the word, 
excuse me, <coughs> it doesn't do anything. Keep that up here though. We filter them out. We choose what we want to hear and what we don't want to hear. Those things <coughs> we are uncomfortable with. Have you ever asked a question? And I hope you have. What is my role within the kingdom? And I hope we ask that question on a regular basis because it's an important question. What am I doing here? What is my purpose? Why am I on this planet? Why am I at ACC? What is my role? I am a child of God, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is it, Lord? You require of me. But to be able to understand, to be able to do that, we have to have ears that are tuned spiritually to God. We all know the importance of reading the Bible and hearing, <coughs> this is going well, hearing God speak to us through his word. We all know that when preachers are called of God to preach, they are called to bring to the people of God a message from God which speaks into life situations. We know that, or we should, we all believe that God from time to time will bring a prophetic word to us all in our services. Speaking at times through the most unlikely of people. But how is our hearing? I have tinnitus in one ear, which affects my hearing. I'm told it's because I'm getting old and my hearing is beginning to go. Personally, I don't think these doctors know what they're talking about. <laughs> Getting old indeed. But the truth is, we all hear things differently. Mothers have a gift of picking up the wail of their infant in a crowded room of screaming children. As soon as their child screams, they home in on it. How they do it, I've got no idea. Husbands have we've already Mentioned have a gift of switching off their hearing when their wives speak to them. It's a gift. We all hear differently. And that is a clue of what Jesus is truly, really getting at. And I hope we, we know by now, but I'll emphasize it once more for those of us who are hard of hearing. When Jesus speaks of hearing, he's not simply speaking about hearing with our ears, but hearing with our hearts. And so often we fail to hear with our hearts because our hearts are not right with the Lord. It's as simple as that. It could be anything in life which causes our hearts and our ears to malfunction. 
but we need, when that happens, to retune our hearts into him. So when we hear the words of Jesus, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear, we've pinned back our luggles and we are listening in here. But it's not just Jesus who says this. Because it's not just hearing the truth of God's word, which is important. It's what do we do about it when we've heard it? How long did you say, Vanessa? Two hours? In Deuteronomy, it states this. Assemble all the peoples together so that they can listen and learn to fear the Lord your God and follow carefully all the words of this law. Not simply hearing, but through hearing properly, fearing, and through fearing, obeying. Isaiah called upon the people to hear. He says this, give ear and come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. Again, not simply hearing the words, but moreover responding to those words so that the people who are hearing, believing, and acting upon what they hear. In Matthew, Jesus again says about John the Baptist. He says, John the Baptist was the Elijah who was to come. And again, he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In Revelation, we have those wonderful letters to the churches. And at the end of each letter, Jesus actually says through the Spirit, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The whole emphasis placed upon these words to hear is the command in reality to respond to what we're hearing. I will say this. It is not enough to read the word of God. It is not enough to hear God speaking through his word on a Sunday morning if we do not respond to it if we do not take in what we are hearing and allow his word to change our lives allow his word to challenge us allow his word to rebuke us allow his word to congratulate us allow his word to say there, there, there everything's going to be alright because I'm on your side if we hear those words and we do not respond to those words because we are malfunctioning inside there is no point if you've only come here today to have a good sing song and a headbang you've come for the wrong reason We come, well, I come to be with my God, to worship him. And in that worship, open my heart to receive from him whatever he wants to say to me this day. Sometimes I come and I see a mighty finger coming out of that screen not saying it might be you, but wagging. Because I hope my spiritual receptors are tuned in to what he's saying. 
We do not respond to what we hear. What is the point of hearing in the first place? If it has no effect in our hearts or our lives, what is the point? We need to examine our hearts. We need to ask the question, are my spiritual receptors working? Am I receiving from the Lord all that he wishes to give to me? Whether that be a rebuke, whether that be congratulations, whether that be whatever, am I prepared to receive that and allow that to change me? One of the reasons I love (coughs) ACC is not because of the singing, as good as it is, where is it? (laughs) It's not simply the love of the fellowship, as wonderful as that is, but more than anything, it is the preaching. All the preachers I've heard since I've been coming for over 12 months now are clearly men and women of God who have been set aside to preach his word and they do so faithfully. They do not bring their own ideas and declare, this is what I think. To be perfectly honest, I am not interested in what Tim or Tim thinks. If I want to hear what they think, come round to my house for a meal, let's go for a coffee and we can have a theological discussion. I love theological discussions. But here is not the place for them. Here we hear what God wants to say to us. And a true preacher, if they are called of God to preach, is only interested in what God wants to say to the people of God through his word, the Bible. And all the preachers I've heard so far bring a message from God. A message which speaks directly into life situations with power. And I say with power because it is God speaking to us in the power of the Holy Spirit through this chosen instrument to deliver that message. But for that word to have an impact on me, I have to be listening. I have to be open to receive. I have to not only hear with my ears, but to hear with my heart with those spiritual receptors. When we come, when we pick up our Bibles at home, and I hope you do, as Tim has encouraged us all to do, when we just read our daily readings, it might just be a verse of Scripture, it might be a chapter, it might be a book of the Bible, Are we truly hearing God speak to us? And in doing so, responding to it. I'm going to ask the band if they'd like to rejoin us. In closing, and please, I will encourage you, because my wife knows this, do not get excited if I ever use the words in closing. God might have something else he wants to say. But in closing, I want to paraphrase the text for the last five minutes of the sermon. And Jesus said to them, they who have ears, let them hear.
Let them take it in. Let them be changed by what they hear. Let them respond to what they hear. And let them obey what they hear. Like the soil on which the word of God is sown needs to be fertile. So it can accomplish that which it is meant to accomplish. So it is with our hearing. If we fail to hear and thus we fail to respond, then God cannot accomplish what he wants to accomplish through ACC or through us as individuals. And believe me, he wants to do so much. Let us all tune our hearing in. You can twang if you want. I thought my hearing had gone. Let us tune our hearing in. Put aside everything that prevents the word of God penetrating our hearts. Whether that be the sin of the world, the curse of the world or whatever, let us deal with it and let us open our hearts to receive the glorious, life-changing, life-affirming word which comes from glory and is delivered by the Holy Spirit right where it belongs and that's in here. But as we come to a close, and that's a proper close, one piece of advice. Never think that every message you read is personally for you. We can't all be preachers. It'll be a bit crowded up here. If you have the gift of administration, don't all go rushing into the office on Monday morning. Sophie will be overwhelmed. If she works Mondays, I don't know. We can't all feed the hungry, clothe the naked. What's important is we say to our God, what is the message you have for me today? How do you want me to respond to that message? And then respond. But I challenge you, if you feel your spiritual receptors are not working, they become faulty. The lines of communication are getting a bit fuzzy. Have the courage to recognize that. And it takes great courage. I speak from experience. For a minister to say there's something wrong with my spiritual life, it takes great courage. And have the courage to admit it. And then have the courage to speak to a friend who you trust to pray with you to help get those lines of communication back so that you are once again in tune with God and if you're really really brave have a word with one of the leaders of the church because they'll sit down with you they'll talk to you they will help you because it's so important that when God speaks to us we truly hear what he's got to say it's essential so many churches and I will say my own church the Baptist denomination has got lost in the wilderness I honestly believe the days of the Baptists the Anglicans the Catholics the Methodists are numbered because so many church leaders I've lost that connection. 
I get accused of making sweeping statements. I just feel it in my heart. We have to connect with God. We have to hear. And as a Baptist, I believe in the priesthood of all believers. It's not just about the leaders telling us what to do. In fact, in Baptist churches, it's the members of the church who tell the leaders what to do. It's the members of the church who tell the minister what to do. Because it's the members, the body of Christ, who's tuning in to Christ and allowing God through him to speak. <clears throat> I will close <clears throat> with a verse of scripture that you'll all be very famous with, that you all know very well. James, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. God has chosen in the past 2,000 years to speak to us through his word, through preachers, through prophets, through worship leaders in many diverse ways. We need to tune in to listen to him. And when we've heard him, obey him. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Amblecote Community Church. For more information about who we are, what we believe, and how you can get involved, check out our website, amblecotecc.org.uk.